What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the AOA show. I am your host, as always, Ian, along with my boys, Isaiah. Yo, yo, yo. And Gavin. What's going on? And today we are going to review the movie My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, so My Neighbor Totoro, obviously um, Japanese animated fantasy film uh, made in 1988, written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki and animated by Studio Ghibli for to- uh, Tokuma Shoten. Um, film has a bunch of great voice actors of the time. Uh, film won an Animage Anime Grand Prix uh, prize and the uh, Miniachi Film Award and the Kinema Junpo Award for Best Film in 1988. It also received the special award at the Blue Ribbon Awards in the same year. Um, it's been critically acclaimed, has amassed a worldwide cult following in the years after it's released. Um, the film has grossed $45 million at the worldwide box office as of September 2019. This information obviously is a little dated. We're in 2020, clearly, um, but just to give you a rough estimate. Uh, and in addition, generated approximately $277 million from home video sales and $1.142 billion from licensed merchandise sales, adding up to approximately $1.5 billion in total lifetime revenue. Uh, a lot of that is from the iconic character of Totoro as well. You've probably seen the character everywhere. If you've seen the Studio Ghibli cover art, <laughs> um, you will see that it is him in there or it. Um, it's definitely made some waves there, um, but definitely has paved the way for a lot of animation um, cinema and a lot, you know a lot of anime coming to the West and obviously in the East where it was released first. Uh, definitely made waves there. It's again, like I've said, developed sort of a following. Um, it's it's been ranked very high in a lot of things. A list of greatest anime films in Time Out ranked the film number one. Um, so you get the point. It's definitely made some waves, and we want to talk about it today. Um, this movie to me <laughs> was probably one of the cutest and most wholesome movies I have ever seen in my entire life. I would go so far as to say that it was like, listen, I don't know what my, my total future goals are, I guess on children. Maybe I'm too young to, to really know, right? Like, do I want them? How many do I want? Do I want a boy? Do I want a girl? Do I not care? But I'll tell you what, watching this movie really made me be like, you know what? I could fuck with having some kids. Like I could fuck with having like a family, family setting. And that's, um, I don't know. That's saying a lot. I like, I really loved how this film and how Hayao Miyazaki is able to cultivate this familial bond and like really establish the importance of it to the viewer, um, at least in my perspective. And I also think it's interesting that uh, Miyazaki, for those of you who might not know, actually, obviously he, he made it, but took a lot of inspiration from his own personal life. Um, like, for instance, in the movie, um, the mother has tuberculosis. Um, at least that's what it's implied. And uh, Miyazaki's mother had tuberculosis when, when he was about the same age as the girls in the movie, um, which is pretty interesting. And obvi- and uh, Hayao's father was um, modeled to the character, or rather vice versa. The, the father in the film is modeled to uh, Miyazaki's father in some sense and kind of uh, has similar resemblance in some other of his movies if you if you ever watch them. And obviously the father is held in pretty high regard in the film and apparently you know Miyazaki felt, held his father in very high regard as well. Um, 
originally these from what i researched the protagonist it was only supposed to be one daughter it was supposed to be one daughter around yeah and uh, some like a redhead girl um but he actually chose to go with two sisters again to kind of highlight the family values like there really is no one person specifically in this movie that would be like the standout protagonist i would say um which is kind of part of the appeal right because it's like again highlighting those those family values um i thought it was also interesting how they drew some parallels to uh it reminded me of alice in wonderland apparently he drew some parallels to that movie as well and you know took things from each other uh kind of like with the 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 figures how they're created and the, and the cat bus especially is definitely reminiscent of something you'd see um you know but yeah, so I don't know. A lot of things to take from it. I, I liked the movie as a whole. Uh, I'm definitely curious to hear your guys' thoughts on what, what you thought initially or you know what you think now after watching it or all that kind of stuff. But let me know. Let me know, man. I'll shut up now. I promise. Thank God. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I I also really liked it. I think it's, it's funny. Um, I don't know what... So this movie was the third movie that was made by Studio Ghibli. I don't know what the next one is, but I would I would wager a guess that either the next movie or the one after that, like, is sort of, like, where you really start to see, at least for me, is, like, probably where I, what I would consider is, like, when they found their, like, when they found their thing, right? Because I believe, at least, again, you know, this is just opinion, but in my opinion, like, these first movie because we just did um we just recorded rather a review of um uh fuck i'm forgetting the name of the movie what's the movie that we just recorded for the last Castle Castle sky, Castle yeah, sky. Yeah, yeah yes um and that one being the first movie like it, you know one of uh my comments was that it was very like it was like okay i can see i, I can see that this is like the first movie that they made right it had very like it you know again in my opinion pre you know sort of studio ghibli uh essence you know for lack of a better word um and this one while being a lot better on the technical side of things like i still sort of got that you know like i still sort of got that like okay this is like this is you know it it is a very cute movie and it's very like small scale but it, it was still like it wasn't like quite scratching the itch that like some of these later studio ghibli films really do for me um and i think that's mostly why um but that's not a knock obviously because that's mostly just like timing you know what i mean like where when when the movie's made and, and like as far as like where the production studio is at when the, when the movie's being made um and all that stuff but that being said like i was saying before i do really like this film um i think it does do that sort of like alice in wonderland like you know kids thrown into or rather like mixing and mingling with like the spiritual world uh thing kind of well um and it's really cute i mean like you know obviously studio ghibli like miyazaki has a thing for uh, telling stories about uh, childhood you know he's been quoted like you know several times stating that like he believes that like childhood is the most is like the best time of your life right it's the most um you know the most adventurous the most like joyous the most pure time of your life um and you know you can see that in almost any movie that he's made because that's you know that that's his goal that's his his you know focus of of attack when it comes to making films and i and i mean it works i think he has a knack for telling stories about this particular stage of people's lives um and it shows in all of the movies that he's made but i think this one this one in particular right because again like i said before this one to me 
well, I, I would say objectively, at least again, compared to stuff like Princess Mononoke and even uh, Spirit Away to an extent, like this one, the stakes are pretty low, right? There is no like big villain that has to be defeated. There is no like people aren't like, you know, I'm in the middle of a war and running around and dying left and right. Um, it's about a family, right? It's about a family. Their mom is sick and the kids are sort of using this imagination slash like spirit uh, world uh, as a coping mechanism, right? As a way to, to deal with that and as a way to like sort of remain peaceful in this, you know, trying time for their family, um, which I think is really cool. I think it's really cute. I, I, I love it when stories like this focus i get like sort of double down on the wholesome aspect of like family uh like i'm not really about kids at all i don't like them don't want them fuck that shit but i in stories i i like it when it's when stories talk about it or or showcase it in a manner like this where it's like yeah you have like you know the two daughters and then you have this dad who's like just trying to do right and it's like the dad is you know he's a single parent so he's working all the time he like doesn't you know there's like moments where they call to the fact that like because he's so busy working he doesn't have a lot of time to like spend playing with the kids or he can't like he doesn't always remember to like make their lunches for example um but like the kids get it you know that like they know their mom is sick they know he's like trying to hold down the fort and they're like yeah i like you know there's no it's it just it was it was nice it all, the whole there was never a moment because i've i've had it happen in multiple movies you know like those pivotal scenes in like family movies where like the kids like you're just stupid dad or mom and you don't understand me and it's like just shut the fuck up like you don't like i don't know it just it bothers me so much when like and like i don't know i it's kind of like a weird like double double-edged sword because it's like they're kids right so like the whole point of the story is like showcasing that immature like growth you know part of their life but it's like i i'm very aggravated when like kids are sort of done to death or like the stereotype is really played up in movies and i like that this one wasn't bad that's actually a brilliant point i <coughs> borto um would definitely be an example of i think of, of the uh, you, other any, end of the spectrum. literally any anime with kids like that's somewhat mainstream <laughs> would be a good example <laughs> for real for real no that's actually a brilliant point that you bring up because it's like i kind of it it shows that they're able to focus i i just love in this movie how positive and fearless and brave like you know what i mean the kids are um and really the family as a whole and how like they just have that familial and community uh communal bond you know what i mean and like that strengthens them so it's like there this is a time before there's a tv right there's this is a time before right, there's all these kind of things very, um, like exactly pre-industrial you know yeah, so it's like they are perfectly content with helping their dad do the laundry around the house and, you know what I mean, walking to school and, like, doing all these sort of things. And I also, I, I I don't also know. like that it's – you mentioned this before, um, and I actually had it written down in my notes too, and I, like, agree and I like this. I like how personal of a film this is, like, for Miyazaki uh, as a filmmaker. I like the fact that, like – so because I finished watching the movie and my first thought – like even as I was watching the movie was I was like this feels very like it feels personal like I, I was this movie feels like a story that like one if, if I in real life knew one of those little girls like they would be telling me right or like maybe even the dad like this feels like a story that like somebody told me about something that happened when they were a kid and so when I was doing my research on it after the fact um in learning that like yeah a lot of this is actually pulled from Miyazaki personally and like he actually had a sort of a hard time getting this movie greenlit um and picked up by studios because it wasn't like you know the sort of big 
you know, budget or a big crisis action flick, um, you know, that studios fucking love. Um, he had a hard time, like, getting funding for it or getting it to get off the ground. But I, I like that this is like, I like that in this sort of, you know, truffle of, of movies that are all, you know, his projects, these Studio Ghibli legends, that, like, there is this one, you know, that's sort of like this little personal treasure, right? This little, like, thing that's just, you know, in essence and in a way a story about him, right, in his life. 100%. Gavin, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Oh, it's interesting listening in on it. And I mean, obviously, I don't know. It's, it's again, you got it. You got to applaud the creativity, you know, everything from the cat bus to just Totoro's design in general, just the whole world that he's able to build is so captivating and amazing. And you like, you can't help, but just like want to be in it in certain aspects, you know, and like want to be a part of their journey. And it's just, it's just so fucking cool. Like, I actually wasn't really expecting it to go that route when they did the whole, like, little, like, going down that little fucking chute and then going into the spirit world. Like, honestly, I thought May's ass was grass when she first fell in there. I was like, all right, well, she's going to be fucking stuck in here for the rest of the show. And honestly, I wish she did because I wanted to beat her fucking teeth and dude, that little bitch. Oh, she annoyed the fuck out of me. Like, honestly, without the whole, like, throughout the whole movie, I liked everything. My only annoyance was that little, the little sister. She fucking aggravated me, dude. You when know she what's ran- funny? She was like my favorite character. Dude, no, I wanted to fucking kick her yeah. fucking teeth. She was one about she- like whooping her ass, but I'm oh definitely more God. on Gaffin's camp of like, eh. No, she dude, could, she when she when she bit. ran away, when she ran away with that piece of corn and was like, "I'm taking it to mother," I literally was like, "You stupid piece of shit! You're not running to the fucking hospital!" Like, come on, Gavin, let's be real here. She's four. She's yeah, four years it, old, and she thinks her fuck. mother is dying. Like, like, cut her some slack. Yeah, so what am I going to do as a four-year-old? Let me take this piece of fucking corn, run in the middle of the nowhere, get ass fucking lost, and you know that you're going to. I don't care if you're four or not. I didn't. I was, I was four at one point, and, you know, my dad had cancer. I was in the hospital. I wasn't like, oh, let me fucking uproot and go run to the fucking hospital. Like, no, you just, you just be a normal kid and just fucking wait it out, you know? It's like you don't run with a piece of corn halfway across the fucking East Bumblefuck and then be like, oh, oh, I don't know where I am. I'm crying in front of statues. Yeah, no shit, you little fucking turdlet. <laughs> and then, oh, oh, let me get my fucking magic cat bus to come and save your ass. No, you can fucking starve there and die and learn your lesson, bitch. Like, fuck you. Oh, dude, that, that's what I was for Gavin yeah. to go last in a, in sharing opinions because it was like <laughs> Ian's like yeah it was a pretty good film and I'm like yeah it was a really nice film like it's a nice little personal note for me Zach. and he's like yo fuck these nigga ass kids bro I literally hate anybody that's small a child <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no, you, dude, fuck no. your corn, and fuck those statues. No, dude, Go call Ses- your cat Ses- boss, you fucking loser. No, Sasuski was a G, dude. Like, she was dude. awesome, but the little sister, like, I just wanted to fucking... Dude, oh my god. You're just a I dick. Well, it, <laughs> I, 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 it's, a weird, it's a weird thing, right? Because I was watching this movie, and when I was watching the movie, about halfway through... I was kind of fed up with this little girl, too. I was like, all right, sweetheart, like, I'm going to be honest, like, I understand your intentions, but, like, put a sock in it, like, just, you need to dial (laughs) it down to, like, a four, all right? You're at, like, a 12, and it's really (laughs) unnecessary. And then when I was doing my research for the film, I, like, you know, in uh, reading and, like, like watching videos and stuff, I learned, like, a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the, I guess, like, character study, if you want to call it that, for figuring out how the, the... characters specifically the children were going to behave was done like of Miyazaki requesting that a lot of the staff that worked on this movie like literally watch kids play and like 
not in the super creepy way of like I guess rolling up to a park and like setting up a camera, but like I guess he would like they it's would for a movie. It's for a movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. like, What do you mean? Don't it's worry. for a movie. Don't worry. It's for a film. Just pop for me, sweetheart, a couple times. <laughs> You're but, digging like, this hole deeper than you need. To. <laughs> well, like he, they would have them watch kids from their their studio or or like wherever it is that they they worked or whatever. I guess to like get. <laughs> a vibe for how kids behave and act because they didn't want it to come off unnatural, (laughs) which is ironic because I actually (laughs) think that's why I don't like the kids. Like a lot of the kids and specifically like this, the littler sister is because I'm like, that looks like some little girl that I know. Like, fuck this. Like, uh, I've had enough. Like, you know what I mean? But it's like, again, it's like to their credit because it's like, it's so, it's such a realistic portrayal that I'm like, "Ah, I'm annoyed. (laughs) I'm like irritated of this child's presence. That's what I'm saying. So I feel like, although it is annoying, you do have to cut her some slack. I'm just throwing it out there. I personally like, I personally liked her a lot. I thought she was immensely brave for a four-year-old, like crazy brave for a four-year-old. I don't no, know. I, I was saying we're ignorant. She just Stop. doesn't know because she's too young. Stop. Not no. Don't even tell me. Gavin, she you doesn't know her ass sh- from her elbow. Gavin, you would not have gone up that attic. You would have been shitting bricks at those little soot monsters. I would have gone up the attic. I would have been running across fucking East Bumble <laughs> with a piece of corn saying, I'm going to save my mother. What am I going to do? Shove it up her ass and sing hallelujah? Like, no. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what does this review turn into? Okay, I'm done. I'm done with the May bashing. Okay, she's a great fucking character. All right, I'm fucking over it. I'm over it. Tell you what, people in comments, let us know what your thoughts are. Okay, hopefully. I love the movie. I love the movie. We'll show some freaking mercy where Gavin has not. It just brought down the iron hammer on a fucking four-year-old for loving her mother. Okay. Jeez Louise. Speaking of which, if you guys do enjoy our content today, whether it is the serious part of our review or the parts where we just blatantly fuck around, make sure you guys are liking, subscribing, and hitting that notification bell on YouTube. Comment your thoughts down below. I am curious to know your thoughts on this movie have you seen you it yet do you may? plan on yeah do you hate may do you plan on seeing the movie because of may <laughs> let us know all your may thoughts but um if you're listening on another platform spotify itunes etc make sure you guys are throwing a follow on there and commenting on what platforms allow it i know Podbean, i think does that um as well as some other ones so please let us know your thoughts wherever you're listening it's not exclusive to youtube if you don't have us on the socials yet please follow us there that's facebook twitter and instagram as well, so you can keep up with the latest and up-to-date news on what's going on in our lives and the show as a whole. And if you want to take that support to that next level, you can hit us up on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash AOA show. And of course, as always, all these links can be found in the description down below. But anyway, getting back into that, um, into the into the bulk of the review as well. Um, Gavin, are there any other characters mm-hmm. that you did like um, so, taking May okay. out of the equation, <laughs> and or things um, that you appreciated about the movie? Because you said you did like it as a whole, right? And I'm, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just curious to know your thoughts. No, yeah, I I really like it for all the reasons that you guys had. Like, honestly, Tatsuo's a G, the father. Like, uh, that's every every aspiration you can wish to be. Like. If you are a parent, that's, like, who you want to be. Like, he just knows how to talk to his kids, how to talk to his wife. You know, he knows all the answers. He knows how to, like... And he has that, like, weird... Not trust, I should say, but he knows how to go along with shit. Like, especially when um, May first saw Totoro. And, you know, she's going to her dad and sister. And she's like, oh, like, I saw him in this and that. You know, most parents will be like, all right, like, shut your face. You know, like, you're just... 
you're just seeing shit, you know, you're wild. And he, like, plays along with it because, like, he knows it would upset her if he didn't. So, like, you know, he, he has that, like, intuition to just, like, play along and keep on going and doing that thing. And I feel like he really gets that, like, enjoyment out of it, you know? It's like, you know, I, I don't know. It's that bond. Yeah. Yeah, uh, totally. 100%. He's able to pick up um, on signals. For sure. Oh yeah, and that's what that's what really made their bond special, in my opinion, and what I really appreciated. And they had that like respect back for him, which is nice. And you don't like see it in a lot of families today, you know. Or I would say, um, but best character is definitely either Tatsuo the father or that. There is one scene, dude, where there was a fucking. Do you remember the scene with the toad in the middle of the field? And that 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 bitch just screamed. Yes, <laughs> he, he was. He was, yeah. dude. That was my favorite. Was I was hilarious. literally watching. I was not like ready for that shit, and all it was was a toad, and he was like, Rah! and I was like, holy shit, dude! I was dying. That was the greatest scene ever. I was like, I love this fucking toad. Um, that's number one. All right, but real talk. All right, when they when May first met Totoro and the cat bus, when she was like laying on like his like st- or not his stomach, his fucking chest, you know, and like was like like smacking his nose and shit. Dude, when he, like, opened his eyes and he first, like, screamed through his mouth, dude, I dead-ass thought he was going to eat her. Like, there were so many there were so many points in this show when I thought that these kids were just going to be a fucking snack, dude. Like, they were just going to munch him up. And I was sitting there, and I was, like, cringing. I was like, oh, he's going to eat him, and then he just screams. And I'm like, oh, Shoot, he's screaming. And then he'll like, open, and I was like, mm. real quick. It's like... Dude, I was, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. And then the cat bus came out, dude, and it did that fucking big-ass, like, smile with, like, no teeth or, like, separation. I was like, well, yo, this bus is, like, going to fucking ingest that, him. Because one of the videos that I watched in my research for this film uh, was done by a channel called harry's haunted house great video great channel i've actually watched some other videos of his like just on my free time for stuff so definitely go check this video out but just his channel if you want because it's really dope but in the video um it was like an it was an analysis of this movie and like this is where i got a lot of my notes from um he and it's funny that you mentioned that because literally the last like five seconds of his video is like the whole analysis is done and like he said everything he has to say about the movie um and he's like yeah really wholesome you know i'm paraphrasing but he's like yeah really wholesome stuff like you know great fun uh, movie for the family and then he's like unless you believe of course that totoro is a child eating demon and then he just throws yeah. this picture up of like totoro and his stomach <laughs> opens up and there's like teeth inside and it's like dead and you're like dude. and i was like oh fuck that ruined the whole thing man i was like totally running on this movie dude, being cute dude. and wholesome and now i'm I like can so see that, that. Eat kids like <laughs> i uh, i actually watched that exact video that you're talking about and you're right that was a great a movie analysis and he definitely killed it there and that was hilarious yeah at the end and actually in so saying that i had to now look up i'm like wait a minute no 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 no, no. i'm like now i gotta look up to see if there's some alternate theory and yeah, turns out there is if, like yeah go ahead yeah so um yeah so there is a conspiracy out there amongst a lot of people that totoro is actually a god of death um, and it's like this whole in-depth thing. I won't go too far into it. And the reason I won't is because Studio Ghibli um, said that, like, kind of washed this away saying that it dispelled the theory. It's not true. He's not a god of death. But I will go into it for a second anyway for anyone who's curious. Um, long story short, essentially, people theorize that this part of this movie was based off of this crime that was committed in Japan by this guy. I don't know his name. But he basically kidnapped and murdered a girl. Okay. And then later on, the girl had an older sister and she killed herself. 
okay? And so essentially, you can watch a video on it, and I the video name is evading me, but I'm sure you can find it. It's got like a shitload of views on it. It's probably the first thing to come up when you search it. And essentially, it, it's drawing parallels to the spiritual creatures being like these gods of death. Um, there's like a part where the cat, you know when the cat like will up top, it'll show where it's going, like its destination, the little flip thing. There's one that says like Death Road, which is interesting um and like it's and it's basically like showing how the young uh how may is going and like basically dies essentially in the film and how um her older sister uh satsuki basically in going to find her quote unquote essentially meets her in the afterlife um yeah there's like a whole theory and i did a terrible job of giving that justice um please go look if you are interested in that theory even though it's proven to be false it's still an interesting theory um and kind of eerily like fucking um uh, like believable i would say yeah Um, well it's like it's yeah i feel like when you watch this movie you either finish it because what's weird is I, like, <laughs> it, it's just funny that, like, that was Gavin's exact response while watching the movie. Because I finished a movie, and in my head, for, like, literally three seconds, I was like, yo, what if that nigga just ate all those those kids, bro? And, like, and then as quick as the thought was in my head, it was out. But then, like, the thought popped back in my head of, like, oh, somebody. Like, I can't be alone in that. Like, somebody else had to, And then, like, sure enough, I fucking pull up Google and, like, you know what I mean? And it's like, I feel like you watch this movie, and you either like you know what i mean just completely get on for the ride and you're like well that was really cute and fun or you're like yo but what if like you know what i mean like you're just like all right that was cool but like what if you just started like pulling out claws and ripping people's head like you just like go nuts because it's like something about at least to me something about like japanese culture and especially like the, the more folklore like you know uh supernatural side of things has always like led me to believe that like stories that like their stories go there right like this a lot of the spirits and like uh you know mythical like you know things in japanese storytelling and culture are very like ambiguous or at least the stories are like you know some of them are are pretty direct right they're either like oh the spirit like helped people and like gave him money or like this one straight up leads people in the woods and kills them but like a lot of them are supposed to be uh how do i say this like like sort of teetering the line right like where it's like you don't really know if they're like a hundred percent like like you know loyal helpful spirits to people or if they're like mischievous like you know crazy like kind of thing they kind of just like you know are in this middle ground and so like that was the vibe that i got kind of watching this movie i was like yeah totoro's dope and he's like helping these kids get through the shit but in the back of my mind in like the dark recesses i was like this nigga at any moment i like kind of feel like he could turn a dime and eat these kids and i wouldn't bat an eye like i wouldn't be like yo what the fuck that was so i'd be like yeah no all right <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> no that's 100 percent legit i actually there's something about maybe it's not specifically japanese maybe it's like eastern um kind of uh folklore or you know like right, talk yeah, of yeah. like spirits know, in, like, the, in the I've afterlife like read a lot of other something... japanese folklore stories and they all have given me that vibe too where it's like yes spirit yes. Or, or person comes from you know somewhere or, or out of nowhere or whatever or some shrine and like people worship it and like but they don't you don't really know like a why it's there or b if the worshiping it is like good or bad so there's like this you know weird like gray you know line going on and it's like i, I don't know that's that's like i agree that's why well, that's no, that was the yeah, vibe it's... i got from this movie 
No, for sure. It's definitely, it could definitely take a turn at any given moment. And like, it's like, you're not even surprised. Cause it's just like, sometimes could be creepy as shit. You know what I mean? That, that, that would be pretty nuts. And I do share Gavin's thought where it was like, I had a feeling nothing crazy was going to happen because I'm like, okay, the name of the movie is my neighbor Totoro. So I don't think, I don't think I could have been wrong. You know what I mean? That like, it's going to take that turn. But when she did pop on his stomach and he opened his mouth, I was like, hmm, uh, what's <laughs> yeah. going to happen here? Hey, you know, uh, <clears throat> a little close to those jaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, the, yeah. Hence my, my thing of like bravery as she's just like fucking with that thing while I was asleep. But Anyway, I don't know. I Maybe, thought it dude, was. Funny. I want to fucking kick her ass in that mouth and make him monster, dude. <laughs> Fuck you, Gavin. Okay, I stand May, day. and you know what? You can go to hell. I don't. Good, I don't you stand a four-year-old. All right, go to jail, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> you go to jail for murder. For beating the hell out of Nuh-uh, him. Nah, man, I'm done. Yeah, Totoro did it. Yeah, Totoro did it. I didn't do it. Yeah, I don't know. He's their neighbor. You don't know what they do in their free time, dude. He goes down the magic hole, and there you go. Never coming back out. Whole new levels of wholesome. Anyway. Um, closing <laughs> thoughts. What would you rate it? Should people watch it? I'll start. Um, again, you know, we kind of just in summary, uh, mirror some of the things that we've already said. So, um, incredibly wholesome movie, very cute. Um, I do like how in watching these Ghibli films, like the, the more you progress, the more you see and in Miyazaki, cause we watch quite a few of his films as of late, um, that like you see the evolution of filmmaking, you know what I mean? Like as it progresses and you could see how each one kind of like breaks records from the older one, you know, or from its predecessors because they just get increasingly better each time. I really love this movie. Um, personally, like I thought it wasn't too long where it was like, okay, this is dragging. Um, again, the stakes weren't really crazy, but I thought if you were watching it for the right reasons, which is Something that I've realized that I've come to the conclusion to <clears throat> a lot when doing these movie reviews now, because of the amount of anime or just movies and shows and everything that we're intaking, it's like, you have to approach watching these films with a, not necessarily having a certain mindset. Like, I'm not telling you you have to have a certain mindset, but like, at least having an open mind, um, I would say. And I know that sounds pretty obvious because it's like, well, no shit, you should have an open mind when you watch anything. But I feel like that's something that goes overlooked quite a bit and people go into certain films having certain expectations and then are sorely disappointed and that's not expectations in the sense of like I think this movie was going to be good and it was bad or vice versa I'm talking like expectations of like okay there has to be like a major antagonist slash villain like there has to be this thing you know what I mean it's like people like automatically Exactly. They're trying to fit the circle ball into the square hole. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's not the way to approach these films at all. So especially when we get to the part of, would we recommend you watch it? I always like to preface that of like, I I do recommend that you watch basically all these films, but, but if I do, I'm recommending them that you watch them in a certain, in, in a certain light, you know what I mean? Like not having your expectations too subverted for the worst. But anyway, with that being said, again, um, very cute film. Uh, almost made me want to have kids. <laughs> um, May's the, May's awesome. Uh, I don't care what Gavin says. And I think I would give the movie probably a seven out of ten. Would I recommend that you watch it? Um, again, like I just said, I do. I do because for a couple reasons. Number one, this movie isn't so long that it's like if you didn't really fuck with it, it's like really just taking all this time out of your life. It's like an hour and twenty, dude. Like, come on, anyone like majority of people could sludge through 
that even if they don't. Um, I do think that you will like it. It's, again, a very cute film, very wholesome film. There's not crazy things at stake. So it's really just a great way to pass the time to see how far Studio Ghibli has come um, and to really just kind of cement your um, hopeful belief in familial values. Um, so I do think if you're watching it for those reasons, then it's definitely a great watch. If you're going into this film thinking that it's like, it's going to be, you know, the fight against Totoro and then, you know, all of a sudden May pulls out a machine gun and it's like, you know what I mean? It's like some like wild shit for where it's our like, neighbor Totoro edit. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like some crazy, you know what I mean? Like existential threat against humanity, encroachment of the spirit world, like all that kind of shit. Then no, you probably shouldn't watch this film if you, if you're trying to watch it for those reasons. Uh, cause it is not that. But I don't think that's to its fault. I think that's to its strengths, personally. So those are my thoughts on the film. Isaiah, what do you got for me? Um, I basically agree. Um, I really like the film also. Uh, I think it, it, you know, a lot of what you were saying before is, you know, again, sort of the same deal with me, where it's like, at the end of the day, these movies that we're all talking about are sort of cult classics and they're very well renowned, but they're very well renowned in their circles. Right. So like suffice to say, if you take this movie, you know, to like the most mainstream audience ever, I would, I would estimate that half of them would be like, nigga, what is this shit? You know? Cause it's like, but so you have to, you have to know what you're getting into. And I mean, chances are, if you're a listening to this podcast or B you fuck with anime, you're already in that bubble. Like you, you, your expectations are open enough to where like you're, willing to like try anything you know for the most part um but yeah and it's because i mean these movies amongst just anime movies in general uh miyazaki's films specifically like studio ghibli films like they they have a certain like motion that they're going in right and they have a certain like vibe that they run with and a, and a, a story structure that they want to tell and like themes and stuff that they want to talk about and a lot of that you in this movie in particular i feel i was sort of echoing what i was saying at the beginning of this like i, I you can sort of start to see those gears like t really turn like to me prince like what is started here like thematically and structurally is like perfected in a movie like princess mononoke right like the stuff like and princess mononoke to me is like one of the movies where it's like all right this is if if somebody asked me like what a studio ghibli film is that's probably the movie i would show them like just in essence like thematically um but this movie is like where i start to see that like that structure take place um but it, you know it, but it but it's not for everybody it is a very like specific i guess kind of movie for lack of a better word um i'd probably give it a six out of ten um you know really good really cute really good film um there's really nothing I can add, I, like, to be honest, like, just to the filmmaking, because that's, you know, Studio Ghibli film, it's Miyazaki, all, like, you know, I've, I've said it enough times, this man is a genius. Um, I will say, though, that it's funny, because we have now done quite a few of these uh, reviews for Studio Ghibli films, um, and I'm going to be honest, I am starting to, I was starting to get a little burnt out on uh, these films, and I find, like, that the magic of these movies though is still there for me because as as much as like we'll pull up our list of stuff of movies that we that we're gonna watch and review and like i said we had we i mean you know we've done a bunch of these movies uh reviewed already um you know by the time we get to like the next week and we roll on to the next film i'm like all right what do we want like fuck it's like another studio ghibli film but then like by the time i turn the film on and i get like a good you know 10 20 ish minutes in 
I'm like in. And next thing you know, an hour and a half or whatever is up, and like the movie's done. And it's like this this man like just has this this vision for a world. Like he does this sort of like you know fantasy like adventurous like you know exploration of like just the unthinkable and the magical side of of things so well. And it, it you know it makes it just keeps pulling back in and it keep, every time I come back to it it's like even if I think I'm like a little burnt out on it or like I'm a little like eh, I, you know whatever uh, I just I fall fall right back into it um, so yeah it's dope dope Gavin what do you got uh, I, I'll keep it a little, a little short and sweet um, great movie obviously there's what what can you expect Miyazaki's a G um, my inner spirit animal, though, is definitely uh, Totoro, that I, I really feel his life, and um, I live vicariously through him. Um, no, but dope movie. Like, you, there's nothing you're not going to like about it. It's just it's just fucking amazing. I'd, I'd also give it a 7 out of 10 with Ian. Um, I definitely want to own a cat bus in the future. I am going to buy a legit bus, fucking shave a couple cats, I don't know, fucking, like, super glue their hair to it, and then ride around town. And I'm going to just pick up little children and go for rides, you know, like what any normal person does. <laughs> um, yeah, right, so right. in 30 years when you see me in prison. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, all right, how far are we going with this? <laughs> yeah, how, how deep is he going to take this? <laughs> this joke. Anyway, no, but, go uh, on, Gavin. <laughs> but go, no, but honestly, it is worth the watch, definitely, especially if you have little kids or, you know, just any younger audience. I think they'll definitely like the character designs and, you know, kind of just fuck with the whole show because it's just it has that Alice in Wonderland feel like that's what I actually got watching the movie and like that's awesome like when I was a kid I loved that I loved that movie um and I definitely would have loved My Neighbor Totoro too if I watched it when I was a kid um that's just you know a gimme so definitely give it a watch if you haven't if you have younger kids definitely show it to them they'll love it um yeah they they better love it or their fucking knees are getting clapped (laughs) got them Got him. <laughs> there he is. All right. You're done. <laughs> Just yeah. kidding. I'm going All after right. kids now. I'm updated. No more adults. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking degenerate. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> those are our thoughts, guys. Let us know what your thoughts are in the comments down below. Thank you so much for listening. But until next time, we will catch you all on the flip. Peace. Bye-bye. Later.